see Manny's? The tran- trannies. Not Manny. We need a bottle of scotch and some wine and have a nice I just blacked out. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Don't start yet. I'm sorry. I forgot to... I forgot to finish my fucking... Two on one. A fantasy football podcast. With your host, Steven Bautista. What's up, everyone, and welcome to a two-on-one, a fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Bautista. As always with me, the commish, Tommy Moe, and everybody's best friend, Dominic Rickard. We had some exciting games this week, but I think we had two games that had a ton of fantasy football implications, especially in our league. The first game was between the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots. It was a game where both teams combined for a total of 83 points. And as you can imagine, that provided some crazy fantasy numbers. And if you were lucky enough to stack Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, you probably won your fantasy matchup this week. The second game was the Packers and the Niners on Monday night. I don't think anybody expected the 49ers to even be in this one. They were a 9.5 point underdog and ended up losing on a last play field goal. Mason Crosby had a huge redemption game with four field goals, one over 50, and three PATs. The game affected even the most knowledgeable of football analysts. If you didn't hear Matthew Berry's rant on Twitter yesterday, I suggest you go on Twitter right now and hear it. It was hilarious. On the injury side this week, Devontae Freeman was put on the IR because of a groin injury, so the earliest he could come back would be week 14. Also, it was announced already that Cooper Cup will not be playing this week because of an MCL sprain, but considering how gruesome that injury looked, I think most Cooper Cup owners will be happy with that. Tommy, do you need a second to do a Matthew Berry-style rant? For those of you who don't know, Tommy was playing his brother this week and leading his <laughs> matchup going into halftime on Sunday Night Football. Unfortunately for Tommy, his brother stacked Mahomes and Hill. On the first touchdown that Tyreek scored, it was a 25-point play for Vince's team. How are you holding up this week, Timo? Oh, man. I was feeling really good in that first half. And going into halftime, thought I still had a pretty solid chance. You know, if Tom Brady and James White could just connect on a touchdown and w- they got really close at the end of the second quarter, you know, I knew I had a shot, you know, cause I knew, I knew Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill eventually were going to hook up there. There's no way it's not going to happen. So I was just biding my time, taking Harrison Bucker's, uh, field goals because that was giving me a ton of points. And then bam, third quarter hits and they just go off. Uh, I, I don't know where that came from. I, I frankly had to stop watching and just go put my kids to bed because I knew at that point I was done. Damn, Tommy, that's some bad luck this week. We walked into another buzzsaw. So I uh, want to just get us into our quick hits. NFL quick hits. So my quick hits for this week. Yeah, we're all Raiders fans, but I'm trying to keep it away from that. So because they're sucking that up big time, Thank I have you. to turn I have to turn my attention to other teams, right? So I just got to say, I loved watching the Dallas Cowboys players do that Conor McGregor arms swing after they scored touchdowns on Sunday. It just showed that they had their swagger back. And I thought it was great. You know, the, the Cowboys look pretty bad going into week six with a tough matchup against the Jags, but they made the Jags defense look highly overrated, putting up a score of 40 to seven. I mean, the Cowboys defense stepped up big time without perennial hurt middle linebacker Sean Lee. And we're starting to see two young linebackers coming to their own on the field with Leighton Vanderash and Jalen Smith. You know, you throw in a good game by Zeke and Dak and Beasley, and we're starting to see this Cowboys team pull together. You know, it's really nice to see a team do that because I wish I could say the same about our Raiders, but 
yeah, still have a lot of season left to play. Tom, what are your quick hits? Yeah, my quick hits this week, I'm focusing on one player, usually the number one overall pick in fantasy this year. I call him Toad Gurley, but Todd Gurley. Um, he's on pace right now, Tommy, for 2,302 yards, total yards, Ridiculous. 29 TDs. If you break that down, it'd be 344 carries, 1,660 yards, 24 rushing TDs, 80 targets, 56 receptions for 660 yards and five receiving TDs. Obviously, those are all just predicted stats on what he's done so far, but it reminds me eerily a lot of my favorite fantasy season, actually the season that got me into fantasy football, LaDainian Thomason's 06 season. He finished with 348 carries for 1,815 rushing yards, 28 TDs, 80 targets, 56 receptions, 508 yards, and three receiving TDs. So total, 2,320 yards and 29 TDs. Exactly what Todd Gurley's on pace for. Do you guys, do you and uh, Steve remember that season? Do you think Gurley's going to be an automatic MVP if he hits similar numbers to that? I was going to ask you, just hearing the projected numbers for Todd Gurley, I was going to ask you, has like anyone ever done that? Because those numbers sounded ridiculous. But yeah, once you mentioned that 06 season by LT, yeah, I, I remember that season. That guy was a beast and, and it just seemed like he couldn't be stopped either, you know, if it was running the ball or catching it from the backfield. Yeah, LT was a beast. So does he, is the see Toad kind of on the same pace as LT? Yeah, I would say definitely MVP candidate for sure. Yeah, Sorry. I definitely think he would. But I just worry about the usage, man. Do you guys worry that, you know, they're going to use him up too much and, are these going to be good for the playoffs this year? You know, I don't know. I just worry with that much volume he's getting. You know, I don't think he gets sp- uh, spelled that much uh, during the game. So, I don't know. I mean, definitely MVP for me right now. I think there's, like you said, there's a lot of season to play. So, you know, we'll see. Are we no, talking the- fantasy playoffs or are we talking NFL playoffs? Because as long as he's around for the fantasy playoffs, that's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was talking real playoffs, real, real football, not fantasy. I, I think with that uh, Rams uh, receiving core, you know, I think that helps, uh, Steve, what you're saying, you know, with yeah. you know, too much production. Like if they were just relying on him, kind of like Zeke with the Cowboys, you know, then I'd start to say, okay, yeah, they're, they're probably using him a hell of a lot, but I don't know. I, I think he can do it. I mean, he, he shouldered a lot of the carries at, uh, at Georgia when he was there and he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires right now. That's a good point. And they, they do, they do have Cunningham spell him every now and again. I mean, I watch their games pretty closely being Todd's my best player. I have a couple other follow-up stats. Um, in that 06 season, there was 23 running backs with over 1,000 yards rushing. Last oh, year, wow. there were only nine players with 1,000 yards rushing. <laughs> wow. In that, in that 06, exactly. In that 06 season, there was only 11 ride receivers with over 1,000 yards. And last year, there was 15 receivers with over 1,000 yards. So is fantasy trending towards running backs with, you know, the high-powered offensive rules? And I mean, sorry, wide receivers, not uh, running backs. And is the elite running back. I mean, that's why Todd Gurley and Bell and Johnson are going one through three and then receivers are kind of flipping towards it. I think it's trending that way. What do you guys think? I think it's because they're, they're hybrid running backs. They're running backs that can catch from the yeah. backfield. So a defense has to account for them. When you put an Adrian Peterson out there, I mean, you could put a middle linebacker that plays on first and second down only and he can probably cover Adrian Peterson and be okay. But if you got a guy like Todd Gurley or Le'Veon Bell or Kamara, these guys that can get out there, they can catch the ball, then it puts a defense in a, you know, into a situation where they have to be in a nickel so they have one less linebacker in. But then you have a running back that can also run the ball. So now you're at a disadvantage. So I think that's why you're seeing these kind of running backs be so successful. And 
the defense struggles so much. I think the NFL is moving more towards ticket sales and TV sales and what sells tickets and what gets ratings is throwing the ball, you know, and throwing the deep ball. Touchdowns. And that's what touchdowns. Yeah. You know, and that's what people want to see. They want to see the, they want to see them go long. So it's really, yeah, that's real interesting to hear it on. Yeah. I think they said it on a uh, get up this morning that the NFL used to sell violence back in the seventies, you know, <laughs> close liner receivers, breaking quarterbacks, legs, Lawrence Taylor. Now they're selling touchdowns and fantasy and fantasy is a two billion you know over multi-billion dollar industry and so i I, the reason i bring this up is we we talked about this in the beginning of the year tommy i read a real in-depth article about the no running back draft strategy where you just take you stack high-end wide receivers and then you take ppr running backs later in the draft i try to do that in one of my leagues and it's kind of backfired this year so i don't think we're there yet but it's just the interesting strategy and and I think fantasy is tending towards that way. But uh, like you said, looking at the 06 stats versus last year's stats, it, it, you can't deny that it's it's shifting towards the receivers. All right, guys, let's move on now. So uh, Nostradamus is taking a leave of absence this week due to some personal reasons. So Dom, tell us about your new segment. Yeah, so going 0-5 uh, last week, I said uh, I'm going to stop doing the Nostradamus for a while until I get my special powers back. So this week, uh, I got a little segment called Examining the Poll. Thank you for being a friend. I polled our league. I got um, seven out of ten to participate. Both Aaron's didn't participate, and Vince is still on island time, so maybe I'll get his stat in after this podcast. But So the, my poll question was, what do you guys think fantasy ranks breaks down to skill versus luck? I started off, I think, fantasy 60% skill, 40% luck. Tommy was on the opposite side of the spectrum. He thinks it's 30% skill, 70% luck. Steve, John, and Art all said 60-40, skill to luck. And then Matt and Jeff were a little bit higher, 70% skill, 30 to luck. So that averaged out for our league of those seven participants, 59% skill, 41% luck. I can give my side of the thing, but since it's my segment, I'll throw it back to you guys. Tommy, since you're on the... 30% 30% skill and 70% luck. Can you kind of tell, say how you break it down to that? Yeah. So I, I think at a certain point, skill goes out the window. And at the end of the day, like we're not playing the game. Like not even, it's not even a video game. You know, like we have zero control over what anyone on the field is doing. And so that's why I feel that, yes, yeah, skill's a big part of it. Uh, you know, and knowledge and effort. Uh, of the game and, and who, you know, who's going to be starting and, and trying to set the best lineups. But after a certain point, I feel like, you know, if you're in a league that's as comp- competitive as ours, that everyone roughly has, you know, especially people at the top have roughly the same amount of skill. And at the end of the day, it's all about the matchup and what the other person, what the other team does. And you can't control any of that. So that's why I think it's mostly luck. Yeah, I, I totally see that point. Steve, you got the other side of the spectrum. What, what are your rebuttal to Tommy, I guess? Well, I'm at 60, uh, 40, so 60% skill, uh, 40% luck. And part of it is I used the example the other day when I was talking to Tommy about it as a professional better in Las Vegas. If they're 60% right, that makes them a professional better. I mean, there's only a certain amount of things you can control, like Tommy's saying. So, yeah, I do think, you know, the matchup, um, what the other team does – you know, some some weeks you play and, you know, you have a great week and then the other team just has a little bit of a better week and, and you did the, all the right things. But 
I also think a lot of it has to do with kind of going with your gut feeling, picking up the right people, which I think that's a skill on the waiver wire. The draft, you know, the draft is a really big deal. I think what Tommy, what you were saying earlier about the no running, uh, no running backs. I personally believe that running backs are the most important position in fantasy because there's just not that many. So that's why I always draft heavy on running backs. And um, luckily, you know, I, I, it's, I'm having a good year this year, and some years aren't best. But I think Dominic, one time you pointed out to me too, how come in our league we've been doing this for what seven years now? It always seems to be the same people go to the playoffs, same people on top of the league, and it's always the same people kind of at the bottom of the league. I mean, that could be effort, like Matt pointed out one time. Um, but ultimately, I think it, there is skill to it. So I, that's why I'm like 60-40. I mean, definitely a luck aspect to it, but I think skill is a big part of it as well. Yeah, so I'll, I'll wrap up this segment, just keep it quick. But I'm be me being 60-40, I, I see both sides of the argument. It could be 50-50. And when you're losing, I think leaning more towards uh, you know, more luck than skill helps justify because how many times do you tell yourself, well, and that's fantasy, like you, you score the second highest points, but sure enough, you're playing that week, the guy who scores the first amount of points. But yeah, the, the, the point of the skill versus luck, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be debatable. There's no right answer, but that's what makes fantasy great in its own aspect. And my, my last point I want to make, just an example, this week I was going against Jeff going into Monday night football. We are tied. He had Kittle and I had Robbie Gould. I would definitely would rather have a skill player rather than a kicker going into that situation, especially a skill player that I trust in. But I had the opportunity to pick up Mason Crosby because of the week he had before, and I didn't know what he was going to do. So there, there's that extra level of skill sometimes, like gamemanship, like should I start Crosby, should I start Gould? I ended up starting Crosby. I would have won either way because they both scored over 15 points. Well, why did you uh, start Crosby? Crosby? Why did you start I, Crosby? I felt, I felt the factors that came into play. They kept him on, you know, because his body of work, for, he's been a kicker for the last eight years. So he had to prove himself. I thought they were going to score more points and I thought they were the, the better team. So he had the opportunity to score more points, even if they were just extra points. It turned out they got him a couple early kicks. It was, it worked out and he redeemed himself. And he, like I said, either way I would have played, but that's the, the extra skill factor that sometimes is in gamemanship that I like about fantasy that you can control, but it could have gone the other way. And then, it all came down to Kittle not performing, so that's the luck part of it. But there's no real, real answer, but I think uh, that's all I have to say about that, and I think we should just go right into that. All right, boys, Gump. That's all I have to say, say about that. that. So, so, I, so I'm not going to lie. It, it definitely is, helps me justify uh, my record <laughs> right now to say that it's all luck. But I think we, you know, we were talking about it earlier, and I think, I think everything – up until the matchup is skill related, who you start, yes. who you pick up, especially the draft. I mean, I love my draft, but I wish I would have got it running back early. Um, it's just hard to pass on Antonio Brown, but yep. the matchup is completely, is completely luck. Cause that's you, what that's makes 30% of it is the yeah, matchup. Right. And that's what you can control. That weird luck where like if somebody gets hurt, yeah, but 30% is the matchup. What Tom or what Steve said about what Matt said about effort. I mean, you can definitely substitute the word skill for effort. So, you know, I put in a lot of effort or I'm on the waiver wire all the time. I'm trying to make trades and it's not necessary skill. It's just effort. And sometimes people don't have the job or they're busy during that week to have the effort. And so I definitely can substitute the word effort for skill. All right, guys, let's get into some fantasy football talk. Fantasy, fantasy. All right, guys, let's start with uh, fantasy studs this week. I have two studs this week that were backups, 
and I was pretty impressed with both of them. My first one was Brock Osweiler. He had 380 passing yards, three TDs, and a two-point conversion. And my second guy was Latavius Murray. He had 24 carries, 155 rushing yards, a TD, and one reception for three yards. Dominic, if I told you that Brock would throw for three TDs and beat that ferocious Bears defense, I think you would have asked if I was taking crazy pills. I told Ashley when I when I saw that he was starting that I can't believe he's still in the league. I mean, he went down to Houston, got paid, went back to Denver, didn't do crap. And yeah, he's a good, a viable backup and he's got the size and strength. But yeah, I'm, I was shocked, Steve. So my fantasy stud for the week was uh, running back as well, Sony Michelle. 24 carries, 106 yards rushing and two TDs. I was actually winning by 22 points in my cousin's league. And going into it, I'm like, no way he, I, I lose. Sure enough, he gets 23 fantasy points and beats me by one point. My question is, has New England found their everyday back? I mean, it looks like it. Uh, I think James White still has a huge role in that offense, but Sony Michelle is definitely going to get the lion's share of the carries, especially on first and second down. And I think he's the one that's really going to move the sticks, get those touchdowns. And yeah, I haven't seen a back this good uh, in New England since, I don't know, maybe Kevin Falk or... Corey Dillon. Maybe Corey Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. You know what's funny about Michelle though is like I don't understand why he's not getting more third down uh, play. It, you James know when he was in White, Georgia, man. yeah, but I know, but James, he and Georgia, he was like really good at catching the ball. And so I, I honestly think going forward, I think he's going to be like a top eight running back, and I think they're going to start using him more in the passing game because to me, he was the pass catcher at Georgia, and Nick Chubb was the first and second down guy. So the, the fact that he's now doing really well on first and second, I think eventually he's going to get that third down job too. And watch out, man. New England looks pretty good. I mean, I, I agree with you on the Georgia thing. I just think James White has such a rapport with Tom Brady that he that's his role is to be that third down back. And, and then when he even runs the ball in the first and second down, he's getting yards. So I think it's really a split. And I'm definitely biased because I have James White on my team. Yeah. But I think he's going to continue, at least for this season, to to be the pass catching back. And then maybe next year they trade James White and just stick with Sony and he does it all. What do you think the share is going to be, like 60-40, 70-30? Yeah, it's about 60-40 now, I think. But, you know, James White has such production with, with the touches that he gets and, and how involved he is running routes out of the backfield that, fantasy-wise, they're, they're almost both top, you know, top 15, top 10 running backs at times. So he's definitely the most number one running back I have on my team. So the, the fantasy stud that I have this week is my man, Cole Beasley, smooth Cole Beasley, wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys with his 31 fantasy PPR points this week against Jacksonville. He had 11 targets for nine receptions, 101 yards and two touchdowns. The other reason I picked Cole Beasley was not just for his on-field performance, but because of his fire mixtape that I just heard on Sunday. And I know I'm late to the game. I think we are. T- we're all late to the game because yeah, I didn't know about dropped, it. Yeah, apparently it dropped in January. But damn, this dude can spit. Have you guys heard it? I actually had the privilege of hearing that on Sunday as well on Twitter. At first, I thought it was a joke, and then all of a sudden, he started going, and I was like, "Wait, is this guy for real?" And if you close your eyes and you don't see who he is, like if you don't think who he is, and you just close your eyes, you're like, "Wow, this guy is like a young Eminem or something." Like it was crazy. Oh, yeah. oh hear this. I'm playing it right now. Say hello to Mr. Slept On. Early mornings, I ain't slept long. Big headed, so I'm headstrong. Had to be just to be headed to where I was going, like my head gone. They said I'm crazy, but I told them all that it's no biggie, but you're dead wrong. I'm the wrong one to be swept off up under the rug. 
patience of a wondrous love to come from the mud and get y'all up off me. Flowing circles round them like drawstrings. Overheads get moss reached. For the stars, I was taught dream. Never stop, eat, wreak havoc like have a mob deep. You ain't talking money, then you've lost me. I'm saving all it for my offspring. Can't snatch a necklace up off me, cause I don't have one. Spent that on college funds for both my sons, but it's four accounts accounting for another two that's yet to come. Yes, I have enough, they can have some. Competition, yeah, I have to. When you don't look the part, yeah, you have to. When you do, opportunities stack up like the odds against me. I just have one opportune moment, but that's all I need. Cause I own it, seize it like I see. That was pretty good, man. Oh, he's tight, right? Like he's got some skills. And I mean, I don't know if, if he's going to consider it a, like a career or like really pursue it, but the guy can rap. I mean, you can't deny it. All right, guys. Now let's move on to fantasy duds. This week I had two guys as well. First one is Jared Goff. Everyone probably was predicting pretty high things from him this week. He had 201 passing yards, an interception, and 14 rushing yards. And then Odell Beckham Jr. had another disappointing game. Six receptions for 44 receiving yards on 10 targets. So 10 targets, it's good, but obviously not very efficient. Tommy, is it time to start freaking out about OBJ? I mean, I'm going to say it. I called it last week. Uh, I was going up against him because yet my brother has him and yeah, I just saw it coming. I just didn't really think he wasn't going to have that good of a game. I mean, he's still got the skill set, but I think it's more time to talk about what is going on with Eli Manning. And but Eli I, was always bad, though. That's I know, I but it's like now exceptionally what's, what's, bad. What's now. changed? What is uh, it just worse, or is it? Uh, I mean, is it Pat Shermer? I, I don't know, but I don't know what's going Pat on. Pat Shermer. I mean, the, the, there was a one point. I think it was in the third or fourth quarter where the only people touching the ball. Besides Eli Manning, were the running backs? It was Saquon Barkley or was it Gallman? Wayne Gallman? They they weren't giving it to anyone else, and so that was either on a run or a pass. Or so I don't know. It, it just seems like the scheme isn't fitting what Odell's going to want. I mean, it, and it's not even affecting just affecting Odell. I mean, Sterling Shepard is disappeared, you know. So and he was a pretty damn good fantasy wide receiver last year. So do you, do you think McAdoo's at home going see? See, give me my job back. It wasn't me. I told you. I mean, I think if you pay a guy that much, you got to figure out a way to get him the ball. But I know 10 targets. I mean, 10 targets, that's pretty decent. I mean, you know, 10 to 12, that's pretty good. I mean, that's wide receiver one. I mean, look at Amari Cooper, one target, you know? Yeah, so at least he's getting, yeah, he's still getting the looks. He's still getting the targets. I I just think uh, this offense is really relying on Saquon right now uh, to carry the load. And yeah, yeah, it's time to really consider a, a new quarterback for the Giants. Dom, who's your uh, dud of the week? Yeah, so my dud, let me tell you these stats. Started seven for seven with 70 yards and a TD. He was playing at home. The game went into overtime and he won the game 20 to seven. Would you, would you think that with that stats, that would be a dud? No. Well, the guy, the guy I'm talking about is Deshaun Watson. He finished with eight fantasy points, 177 yards passing. One TD, two picks, and a fumble. I mean, everything that could go wrong as far as fantasy in this game did. He's my quarterback, so obviously I'm watching the whole thing. But towards the end of the game, he throws a 60-yard bomb to Will Fuller. Sure enough, pass interference, so he gets no fantasy points. The ball goes in on the one. They run the ball in. It, it was just a, a dud performance. He's usually 27 points even if he in a loss. And uh, I hope he turns it around because he's got a tough matchup against Jacksonville. Who's your dud, Tommy? Yeah, so my dead for this week is Alfred Morris for the San Francisco 49ers. Not because he was really supposed to do anything substantial this week, but because 
all the reports all week long where that burrito wasn't going to play. So Morris would get the majority of the work. I think I actually talked about it last week's show. And then all of a sudden, here comes Breda, suited up. And then Raheem Mostert splitting the reps with them. Like, who? Who? Uh, who? <laughs> who da? Who da? Back, yeah, so Mr. back to Morris. I'm, I mean, I'm, I hope I don't stay your thunder on this, but that was my favorite part of the fantasy season so far. What do you call jot out? Jot did you oh just drop a guy yes. mid game? That's exactly what I was going to say. Like old move, cotton. I haven't seen someone move. get dropped in mid game faster than John dropped Alfred Morris. That uh, was hard, was in, man. That was hard. I was like, I was impressed. Yeah, you know, like okay, like and and not even you know you'll pick up someone else or or someone else is going off or pick up Mostert. Not like no, just drop it. I'm done. Like you're off, my team. you're off my team. I don't even care. You know, and then I feel bad for John because I. I I don't know if you heard what everyone else was saying and, and, you know, started off from Mars, but, but yeah, and that was a funny thing too, right? He dropped him while he was in the starting lineup. So yeah, I, de- uh, Alfred Morris for that reason. And then like Steve said earlier, because it made Matthew Berry go on one of the best fantasy football loss rants yeah, I've ever seen. Check that out. I mean, he only needed one point for Morris to win. And then he's in a league where you get a point, uh, or at least a, a fraction of a point for a rushing yard, you know, so he just needed like, so Ten yards for a first down for a first down, and I yeah, think like he had back. that right, and then <laughs> and yeah. it was gone. So uh, just to see him go on that rant like that, I mean, after playing fantasy football for thirty years, it kind of goes back to like you know, there's a big part of this that's luck because that guy knows what he's doing; he does it for a living, and yeah, he, he's like, still lost. I liked it too because it shows that he cares, man. That like he still oh, like yeah. loves it, and like he's one of us. Like even. You know, he could be doing this ESPN big shows and stuff, but like the fact that he got that upset about upset. one game out of his 12 leagues, like that's, yeah, he's that's in pretty so many leagues too. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, the, I think he was texting and calling Stefania Bell. And, 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 and I heard on the show today that, you know, he was just uh, berating her with so in person. So she, yeah, it, it was hilarious uh, to, to see that happen. All right, guys. Now this week, give me, uh, we'll start with you, Dom. Give me one player. Uh, that's worthy of a waiver wire pickup, like your number one guy. I really like Willie Sneed this week. Free nuggets. Uh, he got 10 targets last week, seven yeah, receptions like for 60 yards, and he's playing the New Orleans, his old team. So, you know, a revenge game for him. And we know New Orleans can't really stop anybody, usually in a shootout. So he finished up with 13 fantasy points. He's still available on our waiver wire. So I really like Willie Sneed this week. What about you, Tom? Uh, I have a couple guys. Uh, one person, uh, Albert Wilson for uh, the Miami Dolphins. Free nuggets. Uh, in week six, he put up 33 PPR fantasy points from six receptions with nine targets for 155 yards and two touchdowns. You know, most of that was, was from yards after catch and he's breaking off these really long runs. So he is kind of boom or bust, but if you're looking for a flyer, uh, he might be a good person to pick up. Another guy that that's getting a lot of hype this week uh, for pickups uh, is Jalen Richard for the Raiders. With the report that Lynch may be dealing with a groin injury, people are looking to Richard to fill fill in on the roster, especially with these bye weeks. And and he's been been getting a steady stream of six to eight targets per game, with about averaging eleven fantasy PPR points, but he has yet to score. I bring him up not as someone I'm suggesting to pick up, but someone I'm not really understanding why other people are picking him up. I mean, besides those, those stats, but as I was writing these notes this afternoon, I saw that Steve uh, actually picked him up and dropped Muhammad Sanu. Can I ask why? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for, uh, cause he took my guy. That's who I was going to say <laughs> to pick up this week. But, um, the reason being is basically I'm banking on the fact that Marshawn Lynch is groin injury is a little bit worse than we think it is. 
um, and he may not be playing the next couple days, uh, excuse me, next couple weeks. And then the fact that the Raiders are probably not going to be leading too much. Their defense is pretty terrible. And my man, Derek Carr, man, he loves to dink and dunk. And when they're trying to come back and they're going to be dinking and dunking, I think a lot of the, you know, the targets are going to go to uh, Jalen and we're in a PPR league. So I think he could have some, you know, decent games, maybe 12, 13 point PPR games. So that's basically what I was thinking. Free nuggets. Yeah, I just worry with how bad the Raiders have been looking. I mean, uh, but I guess the one glimmer of, uh, of light it has been Jared Cook and Jalen Richard. I mean, they're definitely the only ones I see on the team putting a lot of effort and, and really trying to make plays. Uh, it's just, you know, from a fantasy perspective, I, I think uh, probably a little bit of a gamble, but hey, who knows? It might pay yeah. off. Hey, Steve, since you're 6-0, and are you going to give us a free nugget this week, or are you still going to keep them all to yourself? That was my free nugget, Jalen Richard. You guys should have got him before me. Sorry, guys. Oh, I'm going to give you a free nugget that I, that I took Sorry, myself. <laughs> all right, guys, let's move on now. It's time to hang out with our uh, favorite commish, Tommy Moe. The Commissioner's Corner. So this week's game is inspired by the new season of American Vandal on Netflix. Netflix, producing original content that's worth watching and not just an excuse for Netflix and chill. So I uh, just finished the second season the other day, and it's all about a prank by the turd burglar that makes everyone in school shit their pants. So for this week's game, we're going to play shit or get off the pot. So you guys have heard of that old phrase, right? Your dad is yelling at you to hurry up and do something. So for this game, we're going to go over a few players where you have to decide if you're going to shit with that player and keep him on your roster for the rest of the season or decide if now is the time in the season to get off the pot with him and either drop or trade him. Make sense? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the first one I got, and I'm going to present these, present these guys to you also with their draft, where they were drafted in our league. So David Johnson drafted in the first round shit or get off the pot. I'll go first. I think it depends on your record. I know Jeff in our league has him and he's one in five. I think he should have, uh, get off the pot three weeks ago. And, uh, I, I started 0 and 6 because I had him and Howard and I definitely just actually two weeks ago, I, I traded him and it still didn't help me, but definitely get off the pot. Yeah. I got to agree on that one, man. Get off the pot as quick as you can. If you can get a wide receiver too, I think I would trade David Johnson for him. I mean, at this point, uh, who would you, who would you be more comfortable starting Alex Collins or David Johnson? You know what I mean? Because they're both doing about the same yeah. in production. So, which is scary. Um, which is, yeah, it's scary. So, because of the name David Johnson, I feel you could probably get some good, decent value for him in some leagues. I and mean, it's, it's fantasy. So, people are always doing crazy, crazy trades. So, yeah, definitely uh, get off the pot with this guy. Yeah, just another note. I uh, actually traded for James White and I'm very happy with it because, like Tommy said, he's a great PPR. Yeah, I got another move. wide receiver good too, move. as well. Yeah. And it's probably leagues. because of the name David Johnson because you're like, oh man, David Johnson. You know, it was he was a the third pick of the draft. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you guys. So the next one is LaShawn McCoy, drafted in the third round in our league. I'll start this one. I'm gonna say I would keep him, so shit with him. <laughs> um <laughs> I uh I think that now uh Derek Anderson's gonna be starting. I think he's a more competent receiver or excuse me, competent uh quarterback than obviously Nathan Peterman. And I think even better than Josh Allen, to be honest with you. So I think they're going to, you know, run the ball, you know, hit the tight ends, kind of a short game. I think, I think his production is going to go a little bit up. 
Um, I definitely was shitting with him uh, if he was going to get traded to the Eagles. I was actually trying to orchestrate a trade with Matt when that was the rumor last week. But if uh, Peterman is anywhere near the field, like if he's even on the sidelines, I'm saying get off the pot with him because that guy, I don't know how he's in the NFL. But I do think Shady's trending up. And now this court case is a little bit more understood. I think shitting with him and just hope and ride him out because I don't think you're going to get much value for him. Nice. Okay, how about Allen Robinson for the Chicago Bears drafted in the fourth round in our league? Shit or get off the pot? I'm definitely shitting with him. I think he scored a touchdown in his last two games. I think Trubisky's finding it, figuring it out, and I think their offense is trending up. Um, he's he's going to be a 10-point PPR receiver from now on. Yeah, I got to agree with Dominic on this one, man. Uh, the, it looks like Nagy's offense, uh, the players are starting to understand it now. So you're kind of starting to see their identity, and I think Allen Robinson's going to continue to trend up and, and have a good year. So, yeah, definitely keeping that guy. Cool. And so let's switch it up to let's go to a quarterback. Russell Wilson, drafted in the fourth round and definitely has been drafted higher in other uh, years. Uh, shit or get off the pot? I'm getting off the pot with Russell Wilson. I, did th- I just think it's uh, the Schottenheimer uh, – offense man it looks like they're trying to take him back to 1990 you know it's funny because everyone was saying that Gruden was going to do that with the Raiders and it looks like the Seattle Seahawks are doing that with uh, Russell Wilson I don't think he's he's averaging like 22 24 passing attempts a week uh, he's not running the ball which to be honest with you that's what made Russell Wilson elite in a top five quarterback is his running ability and he's not running the ball at all now so I mean if you can get anything for him I would say get it now and, and trade him right away I definitely agree with your points on the offense. They're more run focus, but I'm I'm still shitting with Russell Wilson because he was the number one fantasy quarterback last year and he and he came on stronger at the end of the season. So even if he falls off, I mean, let's say he falls off and moves down 10 spots, he's still a top 10 quarterback. So I'm still shitting with him, but I I'm definitely scared with that with that offense and their mindset. Even but with Tom, him not running the ball though? Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to have to win games uh, later in the season, and he's going to scramble a little bit just to keep yeah. the teams honest. That's one of his gifts. Yeah, but he, he Russell Wilson can, can score you ten points all the way up to the fourth quarter, then have a garbage drive where he scores puts up twenty five points. I've seen it happen multiple times, so I'm still sticking with him. If it was any other one on the cusp, that you know, I, I would I would trade him, but shitting all the way. I mean, I think if Rashad Penny was doing what he was projected to do and, and his receiving core was a little bit better, Doug Baldwin wasn't hurt, I could definitely see sticking with him, you know, like you said, Dom, because he tends to come on late. He has a little bit of a slow starter, but it's just been hard to see, you know, so I think if it was me, I'd probably get off the pot. Um, let's take it back to the running backs now. Uh, Kenyon Drake for Miami Dolphins drafted in the fifth round had a rough fumble uh, last week. Shit or get off the pot. I'm I'm getting off the pot with Kent, with Drake. Um, Gore looked great last week. I mean, he looked tired at the end of the game. He should have been in on the goal line. Drake's still going to be their receiving back. Uh, and uh, Tannehill back, he likes to throw more, check down more than I think uh, Osweiler likes to stretch it down the field. But uh, he's been one of the bigger disappointments for me this season. I dropped him in one league and not too happy with him. You know, the one time... He had a great week was two weeks ago, and sure enough, I had him on my bench. So I'm getting off the pot. I'm trying to get a wide receiver two or a tight end two or three. Yeah, I agree with Dom on this one. I think Drake's probably one of the biggest disappointments in fantasy this year. Um, he had a really good year last year, and, and no one kind of understood 
why they got Gore, but maybe that fumble on the one yard line is why they got him. And like to Dominic's point, Gore looked really good last week uh, against the Bears. I, I just I, I don't think the usage is there. They're not really using him in the passing game as well. So yeah, definitely uh, getting off the pot with him this week. So the last one I have, I think it's this one's kind of obvious, but uh, we haven't really talked about him at all this year in fantasy or definitely on this show. So Chris Hogan for the Patriots drafted him in the sixth round in our league. Shit yeah, or get off the pot. Get off the pot as quick as you can. The emergence of Gordon is going to uh, kill his production. They have Edelman. They have Gronk. They have James White. Sony Michelle now. Too many mouths to feed. And I think he's at the bottom of the list. So, yeah, get off the pot. If you can, tr- I don't even think you can trade him, really. I mean, you might even think, might, you might even want to drop him. Maybe keep him for a bye week for another receiver. But, yeah, I don't think he has, he doesn't offer very much production anymore. I, I don't know why, but this, uh, this game reminds me of my, one of my favorite memes. Uh, it's the one of Elmo and he's, sitting on a little potty, swinging his arms back and forth. And he says, <laughs> boss makes a dollar. I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Definitely getting, <laughs> off, definitely getting off the pot with, with uh, Hogan. I mean, I think he might come strong on strong in the playoffs, but it's too late for them. I would even cut him. I don't even think you can get value for him. Yeah. And that's real interesting too, just because, I mean, he had such a good year last year. It really looked like he was going to continue, you know, kind of that rise be, especially with Julian, Julian Edelman out for the first four weeks. I mean, I definitely, you know, wasn't thinking six round was, was too high to draft him, but yes, yeah, such a disappointment this year. Yeah. That was a time for him to, to be good. It was at the beginning of the year when Edelman was out and he didn't do very much. So that's why they traded for Gordon. So yeah, I, I, I very disappointing year for him. All right, guys, let's move on to some Super Friends League talk. The Super Friends League. All right, let's quickly recap last week's games. Um, we had the Mexicans defeating Armed Rogery 164 to 118. We also had the Noble Savages beating Brady's Brown Boys in the Brother Bowl 163 to 142. Jeebus Strikes Back won 149 to 131 against Time to Eat. Watson macking on my girly. Yes, finally got it, guys. Uh, beat the Godfather, 131 to 121. And the Expendables defeated stand-up Colin, 145 to 144. All right, Tommy, who do you have for Game of the Week this? Well, just a quick reminder. Uh, the stand-up Colin versus the Expendables did end in a tie at oh, 144 right. and 144. But based on our league rules for a tie, uh, the Expendables had the higher player on the bench, which I believe was Chris Godwin. So Expendables not a quarterback, right? Not a quarterback, correct? Yeah, and also uh, for the league to know, not a guy that you picked up during the game and added to your bench because he scored a lot more points. So <laughs> just throwing that out there. So if and you know we can just squash that now before it happens later on, and we have to have a whole vote about it. So yeah, so my game of the week for week six goes to Dominic's team, Watson's Mackinac McGurley for his Monday night football victory over the Godfather with it coming down to your kicker, Mason Crosby of all people who you picked up that day and then dropped the very next day. Just use them and abuse them versus uh, Jeff's George Kittle. And uh, like arts win last week, I don't think anyone expected Mason Crosby to outscore Kittle, especially with Crosby's week five issues, but what actually turned into a nice bounce back game for him. So Dom, any thoughts on this win? Man, I, couldn't wait to get the game of the week, so I appreciate that. And uh, like I said, I, the other thing you didn't mention is I actually traded Jeff Kittle, and I got Juju, and then Juju put up 20 for me this week, and Kittle 
underperform. So again, I'm trying to not rub it in the back and twist it. Sorry, Jeff. But uh, I, I do feel like I won that trade and that validated it. Jeff really needed the win. I, I hope I didn't knock him out of playoff contention. I mean, he's one and five now. I think if he wins out, he'll still make it. But it was a great win. It, it made the Monday night game obviously super exciting for me, just the opposite of the Sunday night game for you. Um, I was washing it at a sushi bar on the road and all the uh, chefs were looking at me because I was cheering every time a kicker made some points. That's that 40% definitely, luck right there. Definitely luck. Definitely. And the first time you were rooting that hard for a kicker. Exactly. Tommy, what were your uh, observations this week of the league? You know, Dom would just kind of mention it right now with Jeff's team and, and I'm in the same boat uh, being one in five. Um, but, you know, the bottom half of the league uh, really still has a chance to make the playoffs. Um, it might only be one or two spots, you know, the last two, uh, five or six. But, you know, like Steve said a couple of weeks ago, the matchups are starting to switch. The uh, the teams at the top are starting to play each other. But at this point, you really got to stack those wins to make it happen. And, you know, that's going to be even tougher with, with bye weeks hitting pretty hard in the next few weeks. So, like I kind of keep talking about, you know, the last show is making those trades, making, you know, if it's not working now, you, you got to get to those eight, uh, those eight wins. Um, and at this point, I mean, that's, I think that's winning every single game. So it may not be likely, but the more you stack the wins, uh, you know, don't give up. I, I think everyone still has a shot to meet the playoffs at this point. Yeah. I think that's a good point, Dominic. Or, I think that's a good point, Tommy. Um, the sixth place right now is only uh, at three wins. So, I mean, if you've only have one win, you're only two games behind, you know, ARC definitely go in a slump. And if you guys go in a hot streak and, and finish strong, you know, as long as you get as much points scored and you can definitely sneak into the playoffs. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's a good time to just recap where we're at for the three people that listen to us outside of our fantasy league. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right now, Steve's in first place, 6-0, and 90, 951 points scored. Um, then John's, uh, second place, five and one. Then myself, I'm also five and one. Then shockingly, Vince is, uh, four and two with the most points scored at 963. Then Matt's three and three. Art's three and three. Uh, Arm Rogeries two and four. Tommy's one and five. Jess one and five. And Aaron Rapoli is oh and six. So even Aaron's not out of it. If he goes on a streak, he's got Sony on his team. Uh, he can, but the, my favorite, uh, stat of that as well is, the luck factor definitely comes into play for me. I only have 805 points scored. Tom, I mean, uh, Steve has I have more points than you. Yeah, you definitely have more. But my, my favorite thing is I still got the intimidation factor, baby. 718 points scored against me. <laughs> I, get, I get in all your heads and you, you guys just do the, the matchups that work in my favor. Because you're everyone's best friend, Dom. That's why. <laughs> Everyone feels bad for you, man. That's why. <laughs> I, I pay out a lot of money on the side. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Any free uh, nuggets to anybody out there? Yeah, I got a trade-free nugget. Just trying to simplify it for John because I know he'll want two number twos, uh, maybe a, a Whopper with cheese, and then uh, a number one. But I think he needs to trade Andrew Luck. Free nuggets. I'm going to look at his team right now and see who his starting quarterback is. I think he can get very good value. Uh, he's got Cam Newton. So if you're going to roll Cam Newton for the rest of the year, Trade Andrew Luck with Jeff and try to get David Johnson straight up or like a Jordan Howard type guys that are underperforming, but running backs that went in the first two rounds. I think that now's the time and you can bolster your running backs because you, you know, you got Cook who's, uh, Dalvin Cook who's been hurt off and on a lot and you could, your team would be pretty nice if you got an RB1 trending up. 
I know we both said get rid of Johnson and I know Tommy got rid of Howard, but a guy like that, I'm just giving examples. I mean, I think those are definitely better than who he's got right now, you know, with Wendell Smallwood or Dalvin Cook. I mean, Naheem Hines even is dropping off because Marlon Mack is coming back, which is another person, you know, possibly worth picking up on the waiver wire. Um, and, and Deion Lewis, I mean, I, I know he got up in a trade or no, did you drop him? And he I, I him cut up? him. I, I needed a, another roster spot. I traded for him. I traded Julian Edelman. I, I was sad to do that now in hindsight, but. I thought he was going to be PPR gold, but he was the next on the list. Yeah, those Titans only like aver- they uh, averaged for uh, 31 yards last week on like yeah, they- eight, eight, nine carries, both of Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. I mean, they're terrible. I, I, yeah, I was going to say, I have one more free nugget. This actually, I, I don't know if you should take my advice because you're 6-0, and but this one's for Steve. For some reason, and I don't have any, just my gut, I think you need to start Drew Brees at Baltimore, even though it's a bad matchup, over Winston at Cleveland. Winston did great for you last year. I mean, last week, but I just don't know why I was looking at the matchup and that, that popped out to me. Uh, I, you know, usually do the opposite of what I say, but maybe yeah, I'll definitely right start at Winston and don't yeah, tell me to start Winston. Well, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bad matchup against Baltimore. They've been shutting down, uh, corner, uh, quarterbacks and receivers all year and running backs, man. Now, my free nugget this week is for Rapoli. I think he needs to get a better uh, tight end. I think last week it was good with O.J. Howard out uh, to have Bray. But obviously, O.J. Howard is back now. And I think that, you know, they're going to split the uh, the rep. So definitely try to look for a tight end. I know it's kind of barren out there. But maybe do a trade like Dominic was saying. Maybe you got Mike Williams or, or um, one of your receivers or running backs and try to see if you can get a better tight end. Free nuggets. I, I got one tight end out there. My other sleeper tight end, I had to drop CJ Uzuma, not really doing it for me. And, and I was glad to get Hooper for that one week that he went off. But if, if Aaron is looking for a tight end, Jeff Swain for the Dallas Cowboys is still out there. And, you know, he's not doing amazing, but neither is the whole tight end position at all this year. And he's a starter and they throw the ball. So could be a flyer. All right. Good stuff, guys. Uh, let's uh, make it hot in here with some blazing predictions. Blazing predictions. Quickly, a recap from last week. We had Dominic at one correct, Tommy at one correct. Our uh, guest Art was uh, got four correct, and I was also four correct last week. So, right now, the running total for the week. Uh, I am now leading at eighteen. Tommy's at seventeen, and Dominic's at the end at fifteen. Rough week. I need, I need to stop picking Tommy. Jesus. Yeah, stop picking know, me. Man. Stop <laughs> trying to be nice. You don't want to piss him off on the podcast. Just I really thought he was going to win the Brother Bowl. I really uh, did. I thought so that was too, a rough one, man. That was a rough one, dude. I, uh, I mean, I felt bad, but it was probably that game, and then your uh, Jeff's and Dominic's game are the best fantasy football games that I have uh, seen in quite some time. I mean, it was entertaining till the end. One, one podcast. I'll, I'll talk about the curse of the commissioner, but I'll, I'll leave it till then. All right, guys, let's start off with the first game this week, Mexicans versus Time to Eat. Tommy, who do you have? I have Mexicans in this one. Again, as much as I would love to see Steve stop winning and pop his losing cherry, uh, I, I just think uh, he's going to pull it off this week. You know, looking at Time to Eat's team with Matt Ryan, Stephon Diggs, Jalen Edelman, you know, Hunt, Kelsey, he, he has a great team. I, I, I truly believe it. I just... I just think Steve's team is better, frankly. <laughs> I mean, with Barkley and Gordon, um, they're, they've been going off and, and yeah, I think keeping Jameis Winston in is, is definitely a better matchup this week against Cleveland. So Mexicans all the way. 
Yeah, I'm uh, no shocker. I'm picking against Steven this one. And the reason is I'm looking at all of Matt's matchups, and they're all dreams. Matt Ryan versus New York Giants. Diggs versus the Jets. Edelman at Chicago. Hunt versus Cincinnati. Hyde at Tampa Bay. But I think he's going to bench Hyde and actually start TJ Yeldon, who he's getting for me in a trade. And he's got Kelsey at Cincinnati. That's the toughest matchup. Cooks at San Francisco. And then even his kickers playing Jacksonville. So if they, their defense steps up, like, you know, they got hurt last week against Dallas, he's going to get a lot more field goals. And then Denver's playing Arizona and Von Miller guaranteed a, a victory. So, I mean, Steve's running backs are unbelievable. Barkley at Atlanta and Gordon at Tennessee, but I just like the matchups on the other side. And again, I want Steve to get a, his first loss. All right, guys, I'm going to take myself uh, this week again because I still think that I'm not going to lose this week, this year in fantasy. <laughs> the whole year? You're calling the whole year? I'm calling the I'm going to be the perfect team, dude. I'm going to be the perfect team this year. <laughs> Luckiest guy I know. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next game. Noble Savages versus Armed Rogery. Tommy, start us off. I have Noble Savages uh, with the wind over Armed Rogery. Mostly kind of the same reason. I just think Noble Savage's team is is really good. Rolling with that stack again with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill this time against Cincinnati. OBJ versus Atlanta is a great matchup, and it's Monday Night Football. And if he does not go off this game, I, I don't know. I mean, I, people were talking about the Raiders tanking. It, it, it would say, like, the Giants receiving passing game is tanking, you know. So, Juan Roger definitely also at the same time has some good matchups. I think his worst one, though, is, is Will Fuller going against Jacksonville this week. I think that's going to be tough. But I think Joe Mixon could have a good game against Kansas City. So I'm still going Noble Savages, though. Yeah, I'm going to follow suit and go with Vince. I think uh, if you need to get a, a get-right game, you play Atlanta, and that's what Odell's doing this week. I do think Cincinnati gives uh, Mahomes and uh, Tyreek Hill a little bit of trouble. Maybe not Tyreek Hill so much, but... Um, and then Kamara against Baltimore scares me, but I'm high on Kyrian Johnson. Like you said, uh, Will Fuller is your second receiver. I'm, I'm not too high on, but Kitchen and then, uh, Mixon versus KC is going to be a nice matchup, but I got Vince in this one as well. Yeah. I really want to pick Arm Rodgery just to go uh, against you guys, but I still think that Noble Savage is the best team in the league this, uh, this year. You know, obviously it's, there, his points, he's the highest uh, team with points in the league. So it, he's backing it up. You know, I just think that Tyreek Hill with Mahomes is just such a good combination. I mean, Kamara, Ertz, even his kicker, Elliot, you know, I mean, he just has a, such a great team. I don't think that, uh, you know, I saw Vince's team last week go into halftime on Sunday Night Football at 98 points and he ends up scoring like 163. That's incredible. So that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's the team he has. So, I'm not going to pick against them this week. You know, it's going to take a lot for Arm Rodri to uh, to beat him. All right, next one we have is Watson macking on my girly versus Jeebus strikes back. Dominic, start us off. I, I'm picking myself, and just because it's my team and I have confidence in it, but I got a couple of receivers on buys this week, so that scares me. Um, you know, uh, Juju and Doug Baldwin are both on a buy, so right now um, I'm hoping to get Crabtree to come through in this trade and going to start him and Evans. And then I'm just going to bank on Todd Gurley at San Francisco. I think he might be done in the third quarter, but hopefully he puts up 30 plus points. I do have, I do hate the fact that I have Deshaun Watson and John has D hop. So hopefully he throws the touchdowns to Kiki Kote. I'm just picking myself because it's my team. 
I got a uh, Jeebus Strikes Back this week, mainly because of the the Hopkins, Cam Newton. He's got Thielen, who is the number one receiver in fantasy football. I don't think I'd be saying that. Um, I also like his pickup at tight end, and I just like to pick against Dominic. So go, John. I, I love I love every time you picked against me, I've won, and when you pick me, <laughs> I won. Oh yeah, so damn it, damn, I forgot about that. <laughs> Top you know, of I think the one um, real X factor uh, in this matchup is Tyler Boyd, the receiver for Cincinnati. Uh, John's been rolling with him in his flex, and I think that's really routed out his uh, his receiving core really nicely. And, and I want to pick John. I just wish he had better running backs. I mean, even if Dalvin Cook was going, New York is not necessarily the best matchup for him. But, yeah, I think I'm going to go with John. All righty. Next game we have is Brady's Browns Boys versus Stand Up Colin. Oh, can I go first? Go ahead, Tommy. Okay, not me. Okay, I'm going to pick Aaron's <laughs> team. Because you never win, man. That's why. Because I never win. Because it's the curse of commissioner. So, uh, I also, I'd rather be wrong here and win in real life. I mean, fantasy, <laughs> real life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tommy, who do you have? This is a tough one. I want Aaron to get his first win, but I'm you interested in, Tommy, in Tommy's matchups. <laughs> Thomas versus Baltimore. I think, for, like I said, I think Baltimore, they're going to give up some points, and I, I think he's going to have a good game. The interesting start for me is the Christian Kirk. Uh, I know he's had a couple of good weeks, but uh, I'm looking at your team right now. You, you, yeah, Antonio Brown's on a bye. That's why you got to – you don't think Demarius Thomas over – is it because he's playing Thursday night and you just don't want to see him have a bad performance and dread it for a couple of days? Or yeah, live with it for two days. Time? Well, I mean, Christian Kirk's playing on Thursday night also, so it's really, uh, this is actually my Twitter start. I had to pull Twitter to give me some help with this one. And so far, more of the responses I've got is to start Christian Kirk. Denver has a hard time with uh, guarding receivers on the outside. And so I think Christian Kirk's going to put up a couple of big catches and, and possibly uh, at least one touchdown. Also, Christian Kirk is getting at least, I believe it's 21% of the target share out of all the pass catchers in Arizona. So right now he's the number one receiver, even though Larry Fitzgerald is still there. I think because Larry Fitz, that their number one corner for Denver is going to guard Larry Fitz and then Christian Kirk's just going to run wild. But that's my gamble for the week. All right, so I'm picking I'm picking Tommy then, and uh, just because of that explanation, but also because Aaron's starting two New England players, Josh Gordon and Sony Michelle, and I have Tom Brady. So yep. Oh, I'm gonna take uh, stand up Collins for that purpose. That I think uh, Brady's gonna have some a good game, but he's gonna be throwing touchdowns to Michelle and Gordon. And I also like Jared Goff against San Francisco. I could see him easily having a 40 point game. So. I'll take Rapoli this week. Even with Cooper Cup out this week? I think they're going to be okay, man. I think they'll probably just feed Gurley uh, a little bit more screens, and uh, they'll probably use Robert Woods more in the slot. So that'll help Robert Woods as well. So I think um, I think they'll be quite all right without Coop for one week, especially against San Francisco. You just saw uh, the Green Bay Packers put 30 points on him uh, pretty easily. So Well, hopefully uh, he doesn't listen to the show and he starts Cameron Braid at the tight end, and then my tight end does better than his. And there you go. All right, last one for the week, the Godfather versus the Expendables. Tommy, go ahead. I have the Godfather in this one. I mean, the current projected points right now is 118 to 78. I'm assuming Steve will let Art know that, that Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is on a bye, and so is Chris Carson. And and so, yeah, so if, if he's rolling with Andy Dalton, I mean, that's that might be okay. But I'm still going to go with Godfather in this one. His team is uh, is too decent, I think, to continue losing. but. We'll see. 
Steve, who do you got? I'm going to go with Art on this one just because I just don't believe in uh, the Godfather's team, man. I don't know. The guy has the worst luck so far this year. And he's definitely trying, you know what I mean? And then the Mitchell Trubisky, you know, it sounds good. Like he's having, he's actually playing really well. I think from week two to like uh, week six, he's been the, uh, he's been a top five quarterback. Um, but I don't know, man, against New England, uh, they make everybody look bad. So until the uh, second half. Until the second. Well, yeah, but that's Patrick Mahomes, man. That KC offense was insane. I'm obviously still bitter for that. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll, I'll go with Art this week. Dominic, finish so, off. So I'm looking at Jeff's bench because he doesn't have a kicker and he's going to have to drop one of these guys. So I'm Vultures. just looking at who he's going to drop, and I'm probably going to swoop him up. That's so don't whatever do. you do, don't drop Greg Olson because I'm not going to pick him up. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do like a pickup that uh, Jeff has. I, I'd like to mention him. I, I think he's on a couple people's radar, but Ido, Ido Smith for running back for Atlanta. Everyone's really high on this guy. He came out of a, a smaller school, scored a touchdown last week, and now that Freeman's on IR, um, I think he's going to be their running back, and then Coleman's going to be their third down back. So keep an eye on that guy. And if uh, De- uh, Jeff drops him, I'm definitely picking him up. But I'm going to pick Jeff on this one just because uh, I do like Mitch Trubisky, and I do like Keenan Allen versus Tennessee. But, uh, yeah, if Art doesn't start a quarterback or a running back, it's going to be an easy matchup. All right, guys, that does it for today's show. Thanks for making this part of your day. As always, please leave any comments on our questions in our Yahoo Fantasy app, or you can find us on Twitter. I'm at FB Savant 7075. And I'm at TMO52 underscore. And I'm at Yeast Mode 24. Good luck, guys, in fantasy this week. All snit. Say hello to Mr. Slept On. Early mornings, I ain't slept long. Big headed, so I'm headstrong. Had to be just to be headed to where I was going, like my head gone. They said I'm crazy, but I told them all that it's no biggie, but you're dead wrong. I'm the wrong one to be swept off up under the rug. Patience of a wondering slug to come from the mud and get y'all up off me. Flowing circles round them like drawstrings. Overheads get moss reach. For the stars, I was taught dream, never stop, eat, wreak havoc like have them all deep. You ain't talking money, then you've lost me. I'm saving all it for my offspring. Can't snatch a necklace up off me, cause I don't have one. Spent that on college funds for both my sons, but it's four accounts accounting for another two that's yet to come. Yes, I have enough, they can have some. Competition, yeah, I have to. When you don't look the part, yeah, you have to. When you do, opportunities stack up like the odds against me i just have one opportune moment but that's all i need cause i own it seize it like i see so cold like ices and i'm just chilling like ivs i don't have to try come and try me this is effortless like when eyes blink smooth like ice rinks and i ain't reached my peak just a chance to be a rapper and the future is what i'll be labels all gonna wanna sign me cold nation records first sign me independent labeled owned by me so i'm taking like i'm lean niece's daughter but by me i'm bossed out but sunday jerry's boss now when i ball out i'm a dog when dad get the ball out put a sauce out put a sauce on him that's too much good wife that's too clutch without a backbone you can't do much making moves like food trucks getting to the bread till it's chewed up and my bank accounts look juiced up who knew huh white dude rapping too tough while
while I sued up, white and glued up, silver shoes stuck, get loose touch, down, got all of the crowd reaching on down, cleaning they shoes up, man, and back when, I remember them telling me to end this vision in my medulla, now they telling me that athletes that's rapping can't do much, gotta go harder, it's too much, all cause of stigma, I reply with this first enigma, gotta listen back just to learn the picture, my first description, take the earth to spin before the verse can hit them, I'm the first with skin of what's against what's in of us rap elites, but actually it only took one to revert the system, get them, look at how I curve the rhythm, just squirting venom like a nervous cobra with no when you know if that's working with them, still I blow up fast, no I'm worth it when my curse have written red and then blurted, send them with neurotransmitters in my nervous system, flip your system, resuscitate, making moves like food trucks, getting to the bread till it's chewed up, and my bank accounts look juiced up, juiced up, juiced up. Making moves like food trucks, getting to the bread till it's chewed up, and my bank accounts look juiced up. Juiced up, juiced up. Making moves like food trucks, getting to the bread till it's chewed up, and my bank accounts look juiced up. Juiced up, juiced up. Making moves like food trucks, getting to the bread till it's chewed up, and my bank accounts look juiced up. Juiced up.